Hello, hello, and welcome to the Janae Franco Show. I am so excited to be back with you today here on Wednesday, April 27th, in the middle or beginning, really, of the Easter season. Uh, we are really loving celebrating over here. My kids thoroughly enjoyed the Easter octave, especially. We talked a lot about it because we talked a lot about waiting for Easter during Holy Week. And so I wanted to, as I was praying about what the Lord wanted me to talk about today, I just kind of got a vague sense. I'm going to share a little bit about what my Lent looked like this year. It was absolutely not at all what I had planned. Uh, it was it was a lot, well, at least not that I had in my head. So I hope that you guys had a great and a fruitful Lent. And if you are anything like me, it's tempting to look back and to analyze and to see all the ways that you maybe did do things great or you didn't do things great. Or when people say, if people were to ask, like, how was your Lent? It's easy to focus on the things that we did not do well. But what the Lord has really showed me this year is, uh, this particular year, is a huge focus on, and it's fitting since it was just Mercy Sunday, but a huge focus on his mercy and his love for me. And yesterday, as I went to confession again, it's been a pretty frequent occurrence this uh, last few months, really, as I have shared, I think it was here, if not somewhere else on social media, that I have been in the process of tapering off of my anti-anxiety medication, which has been quite a journey. So this has been happening pretty much since January. Uh, I took my last dose a little over a week ago, so I'm hoping that we're kind of on the end of just all the brain changes and all the other shifts that happen. And one of my main problems when I'm going through this process is a lot of anger, a lot of yelling, just a lot of um, behaviors that I actually just really hate. I don't know if this resonates with you. If you also have behaviors that you do, maybe it's obvious, like yelling at your kids, maybe to your kids, or maybe it's more public or less public and who knows. But I think we could all find these behaviors that make us really easily just put the judgment on, uh, just lap it on. And when I had met with my confessor yesterday, originally I was just going to have direction, but then I was like, oh, you know, more awareness this week. And so here we go. Here's another confession just a week later. And I was really honestly feeling very discouraged about it. I was feeling discouraged. I had all these thoughts like I shouldn't have to go once a week. I shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't be at this place where it's just so hard to stay calm and patient. And I can feel it where it's like, it's, it's literally become so palpable. My husband and I were talking about this recently that when we, when we go to confession, it's like before that we just feel weighted down, moody, kind of snappy with each other, definitely impatient. And then just the act of, of going to confession, having the sacrament, that grace that comes is just it's so reactive in our lives. It's so apparent that both of us are just so much more patient, so much more loving and calm. <clears throat> Those are the particular behaviors that we notice the most. And I was feeling discouraged that I was having to kind of go back again, I guess. And my confessor was like, you know, I wouldn't see it so much as here I go again, I'm back. I must be so bad that I'm having to go to confession so often. Um, but more so along the lines of like, God must be revealing a lot to me right now. And I don't know if you've ever been through a, a time in your life when <clears throat> maybe the pressure's on and you are, um, 
Oh, I love that song, New Wine. And I don't know who it's by. It's probably Bethel music of some kind. Maybe it's song. I don't know. And they say in the crushing and in the pressing uh, is when new wine is made. And new wine cannot go into old wineskins or the old wineskins will burst. And so in a sense, for God to do this work in our lives, we have to become new. We have to have a new vessel that he has made in us in order to receive the new that he wants to do in our lives. And it feels like a death. It really, especially during Holy Week, I don't know about y'all, but it was like the volume was just ramped up and everything seemed to be everything was hard. I was sad about everything. I was very emotional. Um, who knows, you know, obviously there's a, a physical piece of that withdrawal. You know, I know what the withdrawal symptoms are from this particular medication. I know the half-life, like it's going to be potentially in my body for up to three weeks. So I know things to look for. And it was just so easy to be discouraged in this process. But what I want to bring today is what I feel like the Lord has showed me in the last few months is what it looks like. The, the funny thing is the, the word that came to my mind when I was preparing this was disappointment. And I didn't even look at my previous podcast. So if you just listened to the previous one about disappointment, I'm not sure how much of this is going to overlap, but I really feel like God must have a point that he really wants to drive home on this. But my perception, I think of disappointment as, as it has shifted throughout Lent. So in the, in the Metanoi Catholic journal, as I talk about here all the time, there's a section in the journal and it's, called contemplating our goals with God. It's number three. And they, they really walk you through this process if you've never done it before. But we have this goal, Lord, I'm so happy and grateful now that blank. And the exercise they walk you through is basically like you're at mass and you take this goal that you have and you put it in the, in the basket and you bring it up to the Lord for the consecration, right? That moment when they bring up the gifts, and that is when we offer our hearts, we offer our lives to the Lord for him to do with what he pleases. And so my, my, the word that I really had kind of come to at the beginning of Lent was I really wanted more docility. I wanted to not fight so much what I felt like the Lord was asking me to do, whether that was in my business or whether that was at home. Um, and that has shifted. So typically the goal will stay until it's achieved. So 30 to 90 days-ish, depending. Uh, you don't want it to change every day, but you also don't want to have something for so long that it's really hard to um, keep track of how it's going. So what my goal was at the beginning of Lent was I have increased my docility to the Holy Spirit. And it kind of shifted what, what it looked like after that. At the beginning of Lent, after this particular confession I had with my, my same confessor, where I was really just ruminating and just really frustrated about this anxiety that I was feeling. And he was like, are you more frustrated about the anxiety that you feel or who you appear to be to others in this process. Uh, for instance, like being humiliated, that's how I see it. Like I felt humiliated when I let my anger get to the point where I was yelling at my kids or I was snapping at my husband and I hated having to apologize. And it was that actually that I was more frustrated about than the actual like hurting of God's heart, if that makes sense. And what I realized is that I didn't want my perception of myself to be tainted because that, that image of myself that I held, it was like, if I didn't hold it together, that self-reliance, then who was I? I could, like, I had to present myself well to the Lord in order for him to love me. Rudimentary. Well, I mean, that's not exactly it, but basically that's kind of what was going through my mind most days. And what I realized was 
I really needed to increase my docility to the Holy Spirit through accepting daily humiliations. These things that were outside of my control, these things that, yes, you know, it is obviously the Lord doesn't, uh, the sin is not good. <laughs> the sin is still sin. However, as his creation, as his daughters and sons, we are loved, whether we are wanted, whether we are not wanted, whether we are, um, good at something or not good at anything or struggling a lot and crying all the time, or whether we're really productive, you know, or we're going through a season, um, that is difficult. And in particular for me, this withdrawal from, from the medication was just really, really tough. And I felt like not myself. I felt like I couldn't operate at the level that I normally operated at. And I was really beating myself up about it. And so my goal for Lent became, really increasing my docility to the Holy Spirit through accepting these daily humiliations. And eventually, as I kind of kept journaling through this process, I added the words disappointment, because what I noticed was that I was also really disappointed either in myself or in my parenting or in my kids when I would walk around the house and the laundry would maybe be on the couch for the third day in a row. When it was like, why couldn't I have just gotten myself together, gotten the kids to do it? I took care of it. They took care of it. And it was put away like it was supposed to be. And I noticed that I would get really riled up about these things. I was talking to my coach about this one day and she's like, you know, I am an expert at being disappointed. And I was like, oh, that's a really, that's a really good thought because I didn't have to actually do something about the laundry at that point. Obviously there's something to be said about strategy uh, and all of those other things, but it didn't mean anything about me that I had not taught my kids fully yet how to, you know, do this chore or that chore. I, I remember having the thought and journaling about it. Like my kids wouldn't be so spoiled or entitled if I were a better mom. And it seems like that might be a helpful thought, but it really wasn't because I was piling on the shame and then I was, I was putting these expectations on myself to um, fix immediately. There was like this sense of urgency. I don't know if you ever feel like this in your day where, you know, you maybe already committed to some things, but you see something. And so you change your schedule because you're like, oh, I need to do these dishes in the sink right now. Instead of realizing like, you know, I could probably just do these later because it's not that urgent. Um, so yeah, the, the journey of Lent was really very much for me about, I wanted to fix it. I wanted to check a box and be done, particularly with my faults. I don't know if any of you guys feel this way, but anything that I was like maybe doing wrong or doing badly or whatever, I'm like, I want to just check this box and be done with it. Um, I don't want to struggle anymore. Well, St. Paul says like he prayed for the grace to let to this thorn in his side that he talks about. We don't know what that is. We don't know some of the other things that God did um, relieve him of, but we don't know what those things are that the Lord is calling us to deal with. Um, I'm going to bring a little story. Um, I was actually just getting coached on this recently, and I was really frustrated with how to balance. I felt like I was on a tightrope and it was like one direction was giving into my emotions and my passions. And then another direction was um, like, I don't even remember what the other direction was actually now that I'm thinking about it. maybe it's passions and then my reason and my will. And it, it felt like I could kind of go too extreme in either direction. And it was this tension between the two things that I wanted to get rid of. I thought that like the point somehow in my brain, I thought that the point of this particular pain point at this point was running my business was how, how do I run this business that I feel convicted to have? And, and I feel called to be here speaking the truth to others while at the same time, 
having this mental health issue where I, I you know, re- reasonably needed a little bit of time to manage my life because my brain and my body just could not function at the degree that it normally does. And so there's all these things that I already have on my plate and it's like something had to go. And so, you know, I think reasonably speaking, the business was kind of the first thing to go. So as you see, like I took a break from things you may have not even noticed, but like I noticed because I had this expectation that I I had to be consistent. I had to show up and I was really fighting with what that looked like uh, because I know, and and then on, on one side, it is important that we show up for ourselves that we give ourselves, our bodies, our families, what they need. At the same time, I think what I was expecting was that when I'm doing the Lord's will, there's not going to be a fight. There's not going to be doubt or fear in the car along for a ride. I think somehow along the way I had heard or internalized that when you're discerning something and you choose to move forward in that, that you're going to have this peace all the time, that you're going to have this motivation all the time. And I've had quite a few moments of consolation and conviction in my own journey here of, am I called to build this business? Am I not, you know, how does this look like with my motherhood? And I've, I've felt very convicted that I know that the way the Lord has created me, this is for my good. This is for my sanctity, but I still had this image that doing this thing that I felt very called to do, and you can enter in whatever you feel called to do, whether you are volunteering in a mother's ministry, whether you are um, homeschooling your children, whether you are um, trying to be a better mom uh, and and you're expecting the standard of yourself that is just so beyond what you are humanly capable of. Um, You know, if I had known when I, I never really thought about the fact that coming off this medication was going to affect me to the degree that it had. To be honest, if I had known, I might not have had the courage to do it. I knew sort of, but I really did not think that it was going to bring up a lot of these things as deeply as they have. My apologies for the yard work in the background. I'm just going to have to stick through it if it gets too loud. Uh, I might just have to end this a little early. But there was something, a friend of mine was sharing a story with me, and she, she had really discerned something for a while. And she finally decides to step into this. And she has like a little bit of wiggle room where she can like kind of change her mind. Well, the time passed where she could change her mind and something really tragic and difficult happened in her life. And I could tell in the conversations that I was having with her that she was like, it it felt like I wouldn't have said yes if I had known that this was coming. And that was really what I was bringing to my coach uh, this week. And I think we have this expectation that things are going to look a certain way. But one thing she said that was so profound to me is what if this is the exact cross that you were meant to pick up and carry? What if this tension between your own appetites, your passion and your will and your reason and trying to find that balance between that every day of living, driving the car with fear or anxiety or doubt in the backseat where you're having to constantly tell them, you know, I got this. (laughs) God's got this, obviously, you know, ultimately, but like they can be in a car, but where did we get this idea? Maybe it's Catholics, the Catholic shoulds, the Catholic guilt. I don't know. Somewhere along the way, it's like, well, we should be completely at peace with something. Well, I mean, obviously it's helpful if the Lord gives us this moment of peace when we are making a decision, but ultimately that is not going to stick with us all the way down the line. 
And that moment when she asked me that question of what if this is the exact cross you were meant to pick up and carry, it just, it's like it just reverberated deep into my soul where it was like, yes, yes, this is the Christian life. This is what it means to be St. Joan of Arc and go and fight, fight the good fight to you're not going to necessarily get out of bed every morning and not feel anger or fear or doubt. Of course, it's it's essential that we do this work, like what, what we do in the journal, emotional processing, what I do in coaching, what I help women walk through is, is really processing those emotions that they're feeling. Because so many times as women, we're more in touch with how we feel. I can't tell you how many times in the journal I wind up starting with uh, processing where I'm feeling a certain emotion in my body and then being able to let that come to fruition and let Jesus tell me, like, what is that lie that I'm believing and how is it coming across as uh, negatively in my life? And yeah, like how, how are we maybe meant to pick up that exact cross that we think is just too hard to balance both of those things? I think I particularly live in a world of like black and white. I want it to be, I, I heard my mentor call, say recently binary. Like I want it to be kind of one way or another. But the reality is most of the Christian walk is trying to stay in the middle. Um, I know I've seen this clip where it talks about virtues and I, I'm going to mess it, mess it up. I'm not going to try to say the exact definition, but basically like virtue is living in the middle of two vices. Like it could be, you could even say like perfectionism uh, is on one end and like laziness or something is on the other. And it's like virtue. I'm sure that's not even the right ones, but virtue is living in the middle. And it's that tension of kind of always knowing that we can go from one side or the other and knowing that sometimes we are going to fall. And that is like a reality <laughs> that we need to address. And I think that was another journey of Lent that I was kind of, it was kind of unexpected for me because I was messing up <clears throat> constantly in front of my kids, um, particularly the beginning, but anytime <clears throat> I was making any kind of a shift and the conversation, the amount of conversation we had in our house, this Lent about mercy, about forgiveness, about how it's not about being perfect. It's about continuing to come back to Christ. I mean, even my kids kind of got to the point where they're like, do you need to go to confession again, mom? No, I don't think they ever actually asked me that, but um, we definitely would talk about it where that dark side that they saw of me, I really believe that God has begun continuing to cultivate those seeds of, I want more than anything that my kids understand that it's not our mistakes that define who we are. It's not even our successes that define who we are. We are loved by our creator, whether no matter what, whether we were wanted or not wanted, whether we, no matter what has gone on in our lives, no matter how wounded we are, that we are loved not on the basis of any of our successes or our failures. And that's been a conversation that we have had constantly during Lent. <clears throat> and so, yeah, I mean, God's mercy. We are so, we are all so unworthy. And I think it is so valiant and it is so courageous. And I encourage you to keep digging, keep, not where you shouldn't be digging, but if the Lord is, is touching on something in your life, if he's bringing up a wound, if he is bringing up maybe even memories or emotions or whatever, you know, get help, 
whether you need a counselor, whether you think a coach would be a great fit to be able to help you if you're, you know, you're already at baseline, you're, you're functioning well, but you just want to live more excellently. This is the path to holiness is really continuing to fight the battles that the Lord is placing in front of us. And I think it is a beautiful thing. You know, I hope, I really hope that I never lose that desire to go to confession even weekly because it is such a beautiful thing to continue to come back to the mercy of God, to let him continue to till that garden in our souls. Uh, the journal has just been huge for me in being able to really process, I'm sorry guys, really process um, the virtues and the vices and be able to see them in my life and how it's playing out. So, you know, I think that's all I've got for today is if you haven't been to confession in a while, get back to confession. If you need to remember God's mercy for you on a daily basis, you know, do what you need to do to remember that. Put up an image of divine mercy in your home. Start praying the divine mercy chaplet as a devotion, maybe for a little while. And just, I'm, I mean, Father Mike has an amazing, Father Mike Schmitz has an amazing homily. Um, this last weekend, I will maybe put that in the show notes because it's available on YouTube. It's also on the Hallow app if you have that. You can very easily listen to it there. But it was just such a beautiful call of like how we can bring mercy to other people and how we can actively make that a part of our daily life. It is so important that we continue to do that as Christians. I believe that our, our desire for holiness, our cultivating our own holiness is going to cultivate holiness in the lives of our kids. And this is going to affect generations. Our yes to the Lord's call in our lives. And that was another thing my, my confessor was telling me yesterday. It was like, you never know how your yes is going to reawaken the yes, um, that the Lord is asking of the church. Like our part in the body of Christ is bigger than we could ever imagine. And our yes, bringing more grace into the world is going to be a domino effect and help other people as well bring grace into the world. So I would love to talk with you about this. I've got a link in the show notes as well as in my Instagram um, links uh, for a call. I would just love to get on a call with you completely no strings attached, no obligation, completely free. I would just love to help you strategize, help you see how you can take steps to increase your own docility to the Lord and your life, how you can increase living in excellence, how you can just say yes to the Lord with more, with more capacity for generosity and overflow. So I will put those links in the show notes as well. If this really resonated with you, I would love you for you to share it with a friend and also, if you are listening to this, I am having a my group perfectionism call tomorrow. My heart is for other driven Catholic women who feel this desire for excellence to leave shame at the door and just live that desire for excellence with freedom and to continue to come into holiness with the Lord. So if that is you uh, or or you have a friend, share them, share that with them. I would love for your first time, you can come in and get coached on the call for free. I would love to have you join me so you can uh, DM me or message me for the link for that. So God bless you guys. I hope you have a wonderful Easter week. We're still in Easter and I look forward to talking with you guys next week. Talk to you soon. <laughs>